This is a brief healing, and I am Sensei Raven Ekundayo. I want to share a couple of things before delving into my feelings about the topics for this episode. First, I don't take sexual assault lightly. Healing through sexual assault was one of the very first episodes we ever had for this podcast. It was important for me to start our healing journey off that way, and I'm forever grateful to everyone who spoke up and shared their truth. It was painful and heartbreaking to listen to, but also freeing for many involved and healing for many who listened, as they realized they weren't alone and they have a voice. I have men, women, and non-binary people in my life who have been molested, raped, and treated as less than human. This will always be a safe space for them, and I will never defend anyone who harms another in such a vile and disgusting way. So second, this is also a mental health podcast, and as such, I will never treat anyone as less than human. I don't believe anyone is born evil, and I definitely believe monsters are created. So while I won't be defending any of the disgusting actions by either of these men, I will make mention of the reality of mental health in both stories. So if the idea of me not spending the next 15 to 20 minutes tearing people apart isn't appealing to you, I appreciate you listening this far, and I wish you nothing but love as you turn this off. First, I'd like to discuss R. Kelly. In 2019, I find it sadly not surprising to see how many people still defend R. Kelly. Truth is, even speaking his name makes me uncomfortable. This is mostly because the idea of his existence saddens me. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying I wish death or anything on him. I'm saying the idea of someone on this earth existing to manipulate, control, and degrade others so blatantly is terrifying. He had played in the face of society for decades, and at some point, the vast majority of us took part in the playing. While 12 Play may be the only tape, hashtag showing my age, that I've ever purchased by him with my own money, it's not like I stopped listening to his music while he was flaunting his disturbing relationship with Aaliyah around via awkward interviews together and songs that in hindsight are deeply disturbing. I admit that it's because it's the truth. However, my last time even listening to a full album by him was in 1998 with the R album. As a teenager, I allowed myself to look past the relationship's last marriage to Aaliyah. I gather this was because... teenager. However, once I started college, things began to look a little different for me. By the time 2002 came along and the now-famous sex tape was released, I was pretty clear on me believing that this brother had issues. I've never seen the predatory tape and haven't witnessed the urination everyone couldn't stop raving about. I don't have a desire to ever see it. I was too busy wondering how a man could be so unapologetic, so unrelenting in his delusional mind, so unashamed in his manipulation, and so many continued to explain away his clear mental health issues. There reached a point where I honestly believed the world had gone mad, And that was when he crowned himself the Pied Piper of R&B. And black people stepped in the name of that love with not a care in the world. What? Are you serious? Like, 
the man, the story of a man who was paid by a town to lure rats away by using his pipe or flute. However, once he did so, the townspeople reneged on their agreement and the piper vowed revenge. As the adults slept or went to church, according to which version you read, the piper returned and led the children of the town into a cave or ocean, according to which version of you, the story you read, and the kids were never seen again. I mean, this man, who's clearly a predator, boldly a predator, has nicknamed himself about a predator, and then no one's thinking this is a problem? No one even bats an eye. As a matter of fact, in 2019, there are sadly many people who still don't bat an eye. When the docuseries Surviving R. Kelly premiered on Lifetime, it was met with shock by many people, totally unaware that this man was capable of such horrible acts against young women. And honestly, women in general. The shock sickened me. And this is the first time I'm actually sharing that with anyone. It sickened me because what the fuck does it take? Not only is there proof of his actions, but women have admitted that they're happy being under his heel, as there are some who still live with him as pretty much servants, sexual slaves, if you will. And he laughs. He scoffs it off while working with some of your faves over the years. That's how little people cared about these women. But here's my thing. We can't simply lock him up and throw away the key. We can't just kill the beast. His way of thinking, what makes him tick, is far too important. We need to find out the why. And sadly, too many people operate out of their anger and hate and can't understand the importance of the why. However, ignoring the why and what will lead to this happening to women again is very, very much an issue. Teaching women to have more agency over themselves, but not teaching men how to properly respect both women and themselves, leaves us only doing half the work. Monsters are created, and something took place that led to Robert Kelly becoming this person. It would do everyone a disservice to not find out the why of all of this. If we're unable to find out the why, if he's far too gone to let those answers escape him and will never see the light of day, then away with him. Be gone. However, I believe a why is always needed to know how to better combat the darkness. Simply meeting darkness with darkness does nothing. We must teach our sisters how important and powerful and necessary they truly are. But we must also learn to teach our young brothers early to see and love and respect themselves and the women they have in their lives who they encounter daily. To understand that we're all equals. To not allow whatever pain that befell them at a young age to dictate how they treat others once they're older. To deal with the demons that operate within instead of allowing them to take control. We must start early, showing love to all, with showing compassion to all, so these monsters don't grow beyond saving. And speaking of monsters growing beyond the point of saving, it would appear we may have reached that point with Kevin Hart. So let's go ahead and keep this short because I've already dedicated a brief healing to this problematic-ass cancer. Let's call a thing a thing. Kevin Hart's apologies with quotation marks are utter bullshit. 
Before news outlets shared that he that they did their research and found that he never apologized, I told y'all on this podcast that he hadn't. And I knew that was fact. The reason I knew it was fact is because his ego wouldn't let him not show the receipts. He would have posted that apology for the world to see just to brag about the fact that he was right. He went on Ellen and made a show about what? Not an apology, but instead a complaint fest about how he's the victim disguised as an apology. Is no one catching this? He has a serious XM show, right? And on said show, he said he was apologizing yet again. Yet he spoke in third person as if his handlers were making him say all of this. I call bullshit. At no point has this man stated that he clearly understands how hurtful and dangerous his jokes were. And let me be clear. I can admit without shame that I am someone who feels a lot of people have become far too sensitive. I do. I can admit that. However, there are levels to this. I believe everyone can be made fun of. However, making fun of someone and making a physical threat are not the same thing. A cis-hetero comedian telling a joke about Lee Daniel sucking dick in a bathhouse and a cis-hetero comedian saying he'll bash Lee Daniel's head in if he ever comes on to him are two totally different things. One is clearly not even remotely a joke. So assuming you can make such a disgusting statement about your son shows just how tone-deaf you truly are and your ego won't allow you to get out of your own way. On the day of this recording, he went on Good Morning America and told Michael Strahan that he was done with talking about this topic. Michael Strahan attempted to get some real answers out of him, and he was done. Kevin Hart stated he was done talking about it. Sir, you are incapable of seeing queer black men, capital S-E-E, and this is why you needed to share space with a queer white woman to feel validated in your blinding arrogance. But let's be totally cellophane right now. Ellen, my dear, has not nor ever speaks for the entire LGBT community, especially not anyone of color. Ellen has put a lot of good energy into this world, and I appreciate that a lot that she's done, even though I have been very vocal about issues with her in the past, problematic things she's said and done, but that's for another show. However, she has had no right stating that he was forgiven as if It was her place. His jokes weren't made toward lesbian shoot. If we're being completely honest, like most toxic ass heterosexual men, he probably loves lesbians. No, his issue is with us, queer black men. This could be for a myriad of reasons. And this is where we get into the mental health issues on his end. Because see, he could be fighting an internal battle that we're witnessing externally. His distaste for us could be a long-lingering distaste of self, brought on by a long-lingering distaste from our community. You see, homophobia isn't owned by any one race, no. This is true. However, as a queer black man, I can tell you that within the black community, many are still mentally and morally operating on a fourth grade level when it comes to respect and education on LGBTQ issues. People are comfortable in their ignorance. And it's sad. Celebrities aren't shielded from this either. No, being in Hollywood doesn't suddenly remove homophobia. 
the way it it doesn't remove racism. You want to talk about white queers and racism towards black? Yeah, for another show. So yes, Kevin Hart isn't needed on the Oscars, nor is he needed on any other award show. But there's something more important that I want to address before I'm done. The black community is going to embrace Kevin Hart. His first appearance on a large stage, more than likely, will be a black award show or event. And you want to know why? Because black queer people are often invisible during the discussion of quote-unquote minority acceptance. When the queer community confronts the black community, many from the black community don't see their black, queer, brother, sister, and non-binaries. No, they only see white. That's it. And that has gone on for decades. When will it end? It's old, y'all. Really old. The antiquated ways, ways of thinking, the tired and outdated religious beliefs, they're done now. We have been and always will be here. So stop acting like the issues are between the black community and white queers. The battle was not and is not between Kevin Hart and Ellen. This is what all of you would like to believe. So you don't have to look inward. Again, we are here and always have been. And we're not going anywhere. The conversations need to happen. And to happen without hate and rage. Being treated as human beings isn't asking for much. Being respected as equals shouldn't have to be asked for. It should be common sense. And another thing. If white people can't use the word nigger in casual conversation, y'all can't use faggot. So cut that shit out. We are not lower level blacks. We shine just as bright and beautiful in our blackness as everyone else. Our greatness has existed since the dawn of time. Being queer is a blessing, not a curse. And I will never allow, never allow excuse me, anyone to tell me otherwise. I've spent years battling for black men. I've had black queer men turn their nose up at me because I've created spaces for black men while they were hating them and creating spaces for our sisters. I can rub my head and pat my stomach at the same time. So supporting both has always been my thing. I say this because I love black men and I want to see us break the chains of ignorance and insecurity and rise. We must treat women with the respect that they deserve for for they are the creators of the world. And we must respect one another for there is a love within us that molds those worlds toward greatness. Tell someone you love them after you hear this hold a difficult conversation with someone after you're here after you hear this and hold it in love we need to get free y'all let's slay monsters and raise heroes this has been a brief healing thank you for listening now go out there and free your mind